Hi beautiful. So I'm going to chat about how you go about working as a practitioner um, using any of your modalities of choice. So whether that be Reiki, crystal healing or otherwise, and how you can do that and not necessarily work for yourself. So this is really for anyone who is um, wondering what their options are if they don't want to be a business owner necessarily. Um, and I think this is a really good um, uh, thing to listen to, even if perhaps you've been struggling as a business owner and you're wondering perhaps why that is as well. Um so I think this is a really complicated probably topic. Firstly, because I think sometimes fear can actually shape, I think, our choices. And, you know, it's not necessarily coming from the choices that we're making in business is sometimes not always coming from that place of love, which makes it difficult because then when we're not coming from that place of love, obviously that's reflected in, you know, in our offerings and also, you know, the energy of our business, which we know is super important, especially when we are working with energy. Um, so I think one of the things that is very important when it comes to business, of course, and making decisions about your business and practicing and being a practitioner is, of course, self-awareness. Now, I talk about this all the time and how important it is for practitioners to have a great sense of self-awareness so that, of course, you know, we're not projecting onto others. We're not coming from that place of fear or lack or otherwise. Um, and this is the same even in the choices that we're making in terms of do I, uh, do I go out and be a business owner myself? Um, and I'll give you an example of how that could be a fear-based decision. It could be a fear-based decision if you're doing that because you are feeling really fed up with, you know, people managers or leaders, um, you, you know, a, a really hating the whole idea of reporting to somebody and being told what to do. Um, you know, you, you don't want, uh, those limitations. You, you're very, you're feeling really held back by the thought of working for someone else because of the limitations. And they could also be even just working with other people, you know, maybe that's brought on some fear as well. Um, now, of course, these kind of fear-based beliefs or ideas um, and fears come around because we are, we've either experienced something in the past that is kind of shaping this, or um, we've got belief systems, you know, that have been perhaps created when we're a lot younger or perhaps you know we've adopted them from caregivers as well um or people around us and maybe they're just still shaping again the way that we work 
um, and our work environment and the choices we've been making in the past. So instead of facing those, very often what we try to do is make different choices so that, um, you know, we hope that we're not going to need to even face those fears. It's like, well, if I avoid that and if I go out on my own and run a business, then I'm not going to have to worry about all those things. Um, And then you've got the other side, which is fear-based, not, you know, um, setting up your own business. And that can be from, you know, maybe you've seen other people do it in the past or, Um, you've tried to have a business in the past that hasn't worked out for whatever reason. Um, And again, business, you know, different belief systems and and things like that as well. So you can see that fear can sometimes steer us in this way that isn't necessarily going to give us the best option because for any of you who are self-healers, you know, which I would assume are all of you listening to this podcast, um, you know that if you just ignore these fears, they just keep coming up. So, you know, whether you try to avoid them or not, they're going to show up in different ways. So it's really important that before you even, I would say before you even make a decision, about the type of business that you want or the type of practitioner that you want to be and how you want to work, um, you do some work on really unpacking some of those fears that you might have, some of those belief systems around work, around being a business owner or otherwise. Um, So once you've done that, (laughs) then you get to really make an empowered choice and a choice that comes from that place of love. And I'm not going to say that then it will be all rosy and smooth sailing. Of course, you're still going to have challenges, but, um, and you may change your mind later on as well, but at least you're doing that from this place that really feels quite safe. You know, it's not driven from a place that, um, I guess is tainted, you know, and is shaped from a, a real place of um, lack or scarcity um, and fear. And it just always feels so limited when you're coming from that space. Whereas when you're coming from a place where things feel really abundant in terms of, I feel really loved, I feel really protected, I feel supported to do this work, um, you know, I feel like everything is always going to be okay. Everything's going to work out. Um, I feel like I, uh, am unlimited. I feel like, you know, there's so many possibilities, infinite amounts of possibilities. Um, you know, as I'm making this choice, it's really, we want to be really coming from that kind of place. So once we've done that, how do we decide what's what's really good for us. So I guess, you know, one of the things to think about is not just that, um, because you're a healer or because you're, you know, an amazing healer, um, that, um, you know, that means that you can also be a great business owner. Being good at your trade or your skill isn't the same as being good at business. And I think business in itself is a skill and 
not all healers necessarily want to or have to be business owners. But unfortunately, I think, and you know, and I'm totally guilty of this as well. Um, and I was actually sitting with this today and I was thinking about why, why I tend to perhaps even teach this way, let's say, you know, at level two um, in Reiki or even, you know, my practitioner courses, when the question comes up about, you know, how to start a business and all the material is all about how to start a business, um, I guess, you know, the reason that we, um, that we talk a lot about that is because it seems like a really natural desire for many students who come in um, who want to practice professionally, it tends to be a lot of their, um, you know, a lot of desire. There tends to be a lot of desire around actually being sort of like this entrepreneur or, you know, business owner um, and leave a job that they're in or leave an employer that they're in. Um, Or they're also already operating a business and just adding the modalities or wanting to expand that into other areas. So I think that's probably why, but I have decided that I am going to talk a lot more about the options that are available to us. So there are certainly companies out there or businesses out there that that do offer the opportunity for you to go and work with them. So to become an employee and the way this works is you can either be employed just like, you know, a regular job. So you would be on their PAYG. So they would actually pay you a salary, you know, and all of that sort of stuff, all the benefits that come with that as well. And you probably get paid an hourly rate or you might get paid, um, a, you know, a, a weekly or a fortnightly rate or something like that or annual rate um, and you might get bonuses or you might get percentages and things like that as well, um, you know, depending on how many clients come in and, and or events that you're running or, or whatever. So this probably takes away some of that um, I guess the, you know, I don't want to say that it's stress, but it, it can be stressful for some people. Um, and the additional work of, I guess, marketing and trying to get your own clients. So that's one thing. The other option is that you can become like a subcontractor kind of role. And that is that, um, you actually just invoice your employer for, um, you know, the, the business owner that you're contracting for and you just are invoicing them for a certain amount of time um, or for the activity that you are doing. So let's say you did an event or you are, um, you know, running a open day um, or you are helping out with admin tasks or you are actually seeing clients, you know, whatever it is at all, um, that that could be the activities and you like timesheet kind of thing. So that's another option as well. Um, and there are other options too. They're just a couple. Um, and if you're subcontracting, you may or may not have to hire your space. They might also provide that for you as well as part of like a package. So 
they're just a couple of options and probably the main ones that are out there. Um, and I just thought I'd share those two as a starting point because I'm sure that once you start talking to a, um, you know, a potential employer or, you know, a clinic space or a studio or something like that, you might actually get some um, I- more ideas. They might even tell you some other ways that they operate or they might negotiate with you or, you know, you might be- become creative with them and, and think of ways that are going to work for both of you. So the reason I think this is really good to even think about is there is some there is some benefits to actually not necessarily just being out and going out on your own as a business owner. Um, as I mentioned just before, I think the idea that you don't have to put in the extra work of like all the marketing and um, trying to promote your business and um, managing all the admin stuff like doing newsletters or um, social media um you know, all of those sorts of things, even taking bookings. So sometimes, you know, that's kind of what you are um, being employed for is that, you know, the, the salary that you're taking or, you know, the, the money that you're sort of earning as a subcontractor. It's sort of um, kind of the part of the package in that they provide all those things, but you're employed by them. Um, so sometimes when you actually do the math and the sums in terms of, you know, am I earning, you know, this, uh, like the, am I earning the same amount of money or how much money would I earn if I was taking on a role like that? It can actually work out to be more or sometimes, you know, sometimes even on par to you being a business owner, because, a lot of people forget that, um, you know, when you really get down to it and think about all the time and all the effort and all the resources in terms of um, all the monies that you spent, all the, all you know, all your courses that you do, all the time that you are um, not just with clients as well, um, time that you are spending doing promotional admin activities, you know, as I said, courses, all the things that you do, that's all part of you running a business. And sometimes this can also, um, you know, it can add up and sometimes it ends up that you might look at your weekly balance sheet and see how much money you've actually bought in. So what your income is compared to your expenses. And you might work that out and think, wow, if I actually add up my hourly rate, all the effort, all the time, all the resources spent in my business, I've actually come out um, in negative or, you know, it might not be a huge profit or you might find actually, wow, I, I have really, um, I've really surprised myself and I've actually found that I'm earning X amount per hour um, on an average week. And it could be, you know, a really good amount as well. So I think, you know, I wanted to talk a little bit more about uh, not just the monetary side of being a business owner compared to being either a contractor or an employee um, working for somebody else. So you might even want to do a combination of two as 
you know, of the two as well. So you can also sometimes have arrangements with an employer, um, a clinic space or otherwise um, could be online as well, where they are actually, you know, it could be this combination of um, you get to have your own business, but you can also work for them as well as an example. So just, I think, you know, it's good for you to recognize and realize that there's other options. And it could also be that you are reaching out to other practitioners and seeing if they need help or they're going to run regular events or things like that where they might want, uh, you know, a healer to come along. Um, And this could be another option for you is that some of the work that you do is just for yourself and then maybe some of it is collab in collaboration or working for someone as well. Um, There's lots of options out there. It's really just, I think, for you to get clear on what it is that you want, what you envisage your working day to look like. Um, The other thing is that sometimes working by yourself can get super lonely as well. You know, I know you're working with clients, but, and seeing clients, but we often forget about, um, just the creative aspect of collaborating with others and bouncing ideas, you know, things like that as well. So um, if that's also something that's important to you, um, also create your own, uh, I think, community around that too. If you're not necessarily going to employ people or work with an employer, maybe even finding other you know, other business owners like you who also want to collaborate and uh, maybe it's not even with your businesses collaborating, but you just want to have someone that you can bounce ideas or talk to about different things. Um, And of course, you know, I think having a mentor or having someone that you can share what is happening with clients is super important at the very least, at the very minimum. Um, we definitely need that support as healers as well. Um, but also from a business perspective, it can be great to have business mentors too. So hopefully that gives you some ideas just in terms of, you know, if you've been thinking about it. Um, I thought it might be good as well just to share one of the biggest reasons I think that a lot of, um, you know, a, a lot of businesses don't work out when it comes to healing and coaching and things like that is because a a lot of people get burnt out, get really burnt out and they just decide that they've had enough. Um, And it's very common around therapy in general, you know, for therapists. Um, And I think it's exactly, it's no different in our industry as well. So I think it's really important that you honour wherever you're at and what your needs are. And it's also really okay not to want to be a business owner. Um, I also think it's okay for you, you know, I've talked about this before, but it's certainly okay for you to have a job and to do this as a hobby. Um I ha- you know, that is something that I go in and out of doing very often. Um, 
you know, as a uh, contractor doing contract work, sometimes I will take on a, a project or a contract role and I go in and out of doing that as well, where I have moments of just honoring that space of, I just feel like I, you know, need something else or a break for a little while. Um, and we'll slow down the healing practices and things like that and healing with clients. And I'll pick up maybe working on something else as well. Something else that also I'm really passionate about and that lights me up too. So I think that, um, it's really important that you just honor what your needs are at any given time. Um, and knowing that it is okay. There's no, it's not a failure either. If something doesn't work out, um, you know, if you decide that actually I've had this business for X amount of time, um, and I feel burnt out or you know what, I'm just tired of it. I've just had enough of it. Um, it can, at times it can be very, very challenging for all the reasons that I just talked about earlier. So, um, I think the most important thing again, is that you're coming from that place of love rather than making choices out of fear. Um, and mostly never be afraid to fail because there's just no such thing. We're constantly learning and there's no shame around giving something a go. It takes so much courage to just try. And, um, you know, I still remember that first client that I ever saw. I don't think we ever forget our firsts, right? (laughs) Um, so yeah, just, just honoring wherever you're at from that place of love and compassion and making those choices continuously based on love. Um, yes. And I'm really, I really am passionate about supporting obviously practitioners, um, any way that you want to practice. And, um, if you want to reach out and if you've got any questions about that or want to share anything, I'd love to hear your experiences as well. Um, and learnings all the time. Um, hopefully you've enjoyed this episode, but until next time, have the most beautiful day or sleep wherever you are and whatever you are doing as you're listening to this now on my love. <laughs>